0: Oh my lord, you wouldn't believe it. Oh yes I would. (laughs) I would suck his dick. (sighs) So what are you ladies discussing?
1: Um. Books? Books?
0: Welcome to the Nerd Blitz Book Club. Pull up a seat and pull down your pants. Listen to us read and go on rants. Hey gang, thanks for joining us this week for the Nerd Blitz Book Club. I'm Doom. And I'm Fitz. And this is a fucking dream idea for me coming true, so woohoo! I should say yet another. We're reading Star Wars Dark Disciple for our first book. So, woohoo!
1: Yeah. Which is something we've neither one of us has read.
0: No. One of the few books on our list that neither of us has read.
1: Yeah. This one came out last year, 2015. Um... Which, man, it seems like it's been around a lot longer than that.
0: It has, actually.
1: Well, true. (laughs) These were adapted. In one form or another. Yeah, this book is adapted from several unused scripts for the Clone Wars cartoon. Um, So, yeah, so technically they've been around for a long time.
0: Yeah. Uh, I would guess like five or six years, at least.
1: Yeah, I would say so. This is uh, written by Christy Golden, who I believe is the author of the. Book that came out this year bloodline the princess leah uh, episode seven prequel book
0: mm, i can't remember that
1: i'm pretty sure because i started reading that as well so the name looks when did really that familiar. come out uh just a couple months ago i think
0: because i've got the paperback of it and it says it, the paperback was released in march of 2016 and that's not listed in her star wars biography
1: yeah let me look oh no i'm sorry Claudia Gray. Why did I think it was Christy Golden? What book was it that...
0: Well, she's done... Christy Golden has done a lot of Star Trek novels. She's done Warcraft novels. She's done a lot of shit. I've seen her name a lot of times, but I don't think I've ever read anything she's done. Cause, yeah, I'm looking at this. I have at least one of her Star Wars novels, one of her other ones from the old canon, but I haven't read it because that's way after Episode 6.
1: Huh. Well, maybe it's just Dark Disciple I was thinking of. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> um, which we're reading now
1: <laughs> yeah hey tony randall
0: <laughs> i'll give the rundown real quick of those eight episode titles okay yeah because, i thought that you was know, everybody
1: I, I thought that was really interesting they, they included the the titles of those episodes in in the beginning of the book
0: yeah that's really fucking strange isn't it yeah because
1: i didn't even realize they had titles i mean i i knew i think at one point that they were like unused scripts but i didn't ever even consider that they'd had titles and everything already
0: yeah i figured it would just be like it says on the cover based on unproduced episodes of star wars the clone wars and then when i was flipping through it i seen based on star wars the clone wars created an executive produced by george lucas supervising director dave and produced by carrie silver and then it's like wait what the fuck is this shit And under it, it's got the eight titles, and it's like, that's weird. And it even says who they were written by, which is Katie Lucas, Matt, something, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Mitch Novets. That works. Mitch Novets, yeah. That works too. (laughs) Or Mick Novets. And Dave Filoni. Don't confuse me, man. (laughs) I'm not so good at the pronouncing, which makes this fucking Star Wars book even harder to read.
1: Yeah, there's some crazy names going on up in this book.
0: Yes. But anywho, the eight episode titles are listed, and I'll read those off to you real quick. We got Lethal Alliance, which you can tell that just from these first two chapters. Uh, The Mission, Conspirators, Dark Disciple, the title of the book. Saving Voss, Parts 1 and 2, Traitor in the Path.
1: If these were all individual episodes, that's a hell of an arc.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna guess... Since we've both seen the series, we know that at the most they generally did four episode arcs.
1: Yeah, that's about that's about the longest I think I've seen, is four.
0: Well, what I'm thinking is that Lethal Alliance to Dark Disciple might have been one arc, and then Saving Voss parts one and two oh, okay, yeah. to the path might have been a different arc. And I'm thinking there might have been something in between. So it'll be interesting to see once we get about halfway through this. If
1: there's a big jump or something.
0: Yeah, either a big jump or it feels like something different. Because I, I read a couple reviews of this and people said that you can sort of tell where the episodes end. And it's like, huh, I've always heard Christy Golden was a good writer, so that'll be interesting to see if you can tell where the episodes end. Because if you watch those arcs, they don't, they're not seamless. You couldn't just edit the credits out. And play it as a movie. Not there at is, all, no. You know, there, yeah, there are some jumps in there, which is why I think the Clone Wars movie has some problems because it kind of jumps a bit and it's jarring.
1: Well, yeah, it had it had problems for a lot of reasons, but yeah, that's yeah, kind of well, that's part of one of them was that they decided late in the game that hey, let's put this on the big screen, mm-hmm. so it really wasn't written or you know produced for uh, for the big screen, but. What I yeah. heard was George saw it one day, a cut of it, and said, hey man, this looks really good, we should make this for the theater.
0: And it's it's not like something like Batman Mask of the Phantasm, where they were going to make a movie anyway, Right? and they, or they just decided, oh, let's put it on the big screen, mm-hmm. and up the budget or something.
1: Yeah, these were like individual this episodes was, that they stitched together.
0: Yeah, so it's kind of weird. But, yeah, that's what we're reading. Star Wars Dark Disciple by Christy Golden. Let's get to your piece of trivia and then I want to talk about this cover. Okay. Cuz there's something on it that's kind of weird. And I want to know I want to know if I'm the only one that sees it or if you or anybody else sees it.
1: My piece of trivia. And you probably already know it, but this book the two main characters in it are going to be Asajj Ventress and Quinlan Vos who we saw in the Clone Wars like like maybe one episode he made a cameo. And then other than that, he's really just been like a an EU character Mm -hmm. and you know he gets mentioned with a
0: lot of different personalities and shit
1: yeah and they they did mention obi-wan does mention him in the uh the debriefing scene at the beginning of episode three um the meeting or whatever that's over by the time anakin gets there and he he says his name yeah yeah, yeah. he mentions him but really that's all you know we've never really seen much of him other than he's kind of like a he's almost like a boba fett of the jedi was, yeah, I can see that. He's kind of like a, a fan favorite kind of type of character, mm-hmm. but you never really see much of him.
0: I'm wondering if your piece of trivia is what I'm thinking it is. I'm
1: almost positive it's going to be. This is going to be the lamest piece of trivia ever. Because you're going to be like, yeah, no shit, I know that.
0: <laughs> uh, no, because, I mean, I might know it, but some of the people listening might yeah, not. Yeah,
1: but it's one of those things that I always forget that I know. But he actually appears in The Phantom Menace.
0: Okay, I didn't know that. Oh,
1: what
0: I was gonna, what I thought you were talking about is, I think they shot a scene for episode three, for Order sixty six.
1: Oh, really? Where they, where they show him getting whacked?
0: Yeah, I think mm. they did, or it was talked about. It might have been in the novel or something, but I think at one point he was in episode three. But oh. tell me about episode one. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, he's actually, and I'd have to look it up and get the all the details on it. And I don't know if it's like a chicken and the egg, like. That this, because he's just a background character. He's in the scene where Jar Jar gets that uh, whatever food off that guy's rack in the market. Off that. And yeah. then uh, he spits it out on Sebulba, and Sebulba comes over and is going to beat the shit out of him. Yeah. He's at one of the tables in the background in that cafe. And you can see him. Holy shit, you can see him real? clear as day. Yeah. if When you get a chance, just Google it, and it'll. Uh,
0: Fuck that. I'm going to watch it.
1: Well, you may not be able to see it that easily. Like, you'd probably be better off just to get a, a screenshot of it, see a screenshot of it, because um, it really, okay. it really is like almost Wait, non-existent. Yeah,
0: oh, I'll still try see if I can see it on the Blu-ray. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, but I don't know if I'm not sure how that character got deemed to be Quinlan Voss. I'm not sure what the first like visual representation of him was, where you can, where you know, he's got the the hair and the dark skin and the the yellow tattoo across his nose but sure as shit there's a guy in the background that's that looks exactly like Quinlan Voss oh, and they
0: I just I just googled it right now and I can fucking see it. Yeah. That's fucked up.
1: Yeah, so I guess after the first time there was a, a on-screen representation of him, somebody found that guy in the background and was like, "Holy shit, he they put him he's in this movie." Wow. Yeah. I don't know who Saw that background character, or maybe it was a piece of concept art or something, uh, and said, "Well, that's what he looks like." But I, I mean, I can't, yeah, I can't imagine. Right
0: here, he's just over Jar Jar's left shoulder as Sebulba and Jar Jar are kind of coming together to fight. Mm-hmm. And then it looks like there's another shot of him somewhere because there's they show a table here. Yeah, there's kind of a couple and... different
1: angles, but they're all like from yeah. a distance and hard yeah. to see. I mean, you could see it clear as day, but it's not like you would. You wouldn't necessarily. I, I've tried to watch it and catch them in the background, but it, it's really quick.
0: Well, I'm gonna fucking pop the Blu-ray in whenever we're done here, and I'm gonna check that out because that's fucked up.
1: Yeah. So that was my piece of trivia.
0: Well, that's a good piece of trivia because I don't think I knew that. And that's not like the fucking Dianoga thing from our first Type Pod, where I was like, I didn't know it had a name. I knew it had a name. I just forgot it. This I don't think I ever fucking knew,
1: and I think it really only came to light maybe after that first Clone Wars uh, episode where he was in it, and somebody went back and was like, "Holy shit, there's a guy that looks just like that." And then I believe, I believe, Lucasfilm came out and said, "Oh yeah, that's him. We're gonna we're gonna retro, retro uh, canonize that as yeah, he was there."
0: Huh? Well, I I saw a link from 2012. So when was those? When were those episodes with? Voss on Clone Wars. Oh, God, it should be I don't easy know. to figure it out that way.
1: Yeah, it. I mean, it had to have been around that time. Yeah, I want to I want to say he was in season 5 or 6. I can't remember. I, so
0: I was going to say uh, 4 or 5, so.
1: Yeah. Yeah, oh, it's well, in there somewhere. No, I mean, they reference but. it in the book. We, we can get to it when we get there, but.
0: Yeah, they do reference it, but they don't exactly say when.
1: Well, but they said they were hunting for Zero, so... Uh, Zero the Hutt? Yeah. So it had to have been yeah, yeah, in those yeah. episodes at some point, because that was like a multi-episode arc, too, where some of them were related to Zero and some of them kind of weren't.
0: That was a good arc, though. It was a good arc. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I I do. I want to watch episode one, at least that part again.
1: Okay, well, let's pause it. Check You that could watch out. that and come back and we'll talk some more.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no that's not how this works <laughs> so let's talk about the cover a little bit because I'm I'm guessing the hard cover which is what you have right right the cover is the same as it is for the paperback isn't it
1: yeah it's just the two of them silhouette back to back kind of with the yeah, with their... well
0: she's she's kind of standing in front of him
1: yeah but the, yeah
0: okay I what I want to talk about is look at voss on this cover mm-hmm Look real close at his face. Ignore the yellow tattoo. Who does he kind of look like? There's two people, but one specifically. That I'm getting a real strong vibe of here. I don't know. Well, based on the hair, it's like... Both of the people that he looks like to me are rock stars. Does that help you any?
1: Hmm... Getty Lee? Uh,
0: no, that's not who I was thinking. The two I was thinking was... Either um, oh fuck, I just forgot his name. Oh Jesus Christ, the 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 dude from what was it? The Doors.
1: Oh, Jim Morrison.
0: Yeah, he's one. Yeah, I can kind of see that. like the hair, but the other one that I'm really seeing, especially the face, he looks like Bon Scott.
1: Oh yeah, he kind of does.
0: It's not just me, right?
1: No, he kind of does. I mean, I'm not like super intimate with what Bon Scott looks like, but yeah.
0: Well. As we heard in fucking episode 7.5, I see Bond Scott twice every time before we record, so.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, I saw that, and it's like, that's kind of unsettling. He looks just like Bond to me.
1: Yeah, with long hair.
0: Yeah, well, Bon had long hair.
1: Oh, well, let's see, there you go. I thought he had shorter hair. <laughs> Shaggy hair, yeah, but not, depends, like, not but that long.
0: No, nah, he had some long hair like that quite a few times. But anywho, yeah. Hmm. I saw that, and it's like, that's startling to me
1: yeah Well, now that's what i'm gonna see every time i look at it
0: oh as i'm reading this <laughs> the whole time fucking Voss is walking around talking to everybody i'm seeing a blend of the clone wars obi-wan and ewan mcgregor i'm seeing a weird fucking blend of them and mm-hmm. i'm seeing bond scott and it's like this is creepy Ah, <laughs> you ready to get into this shit
1: yeah let's do it
0: so chapter one the first segment of chapter one starts off with a group of new characters as far as i can tell
1: yeah they are i looked it up even um i looked up that species uh yeah on that planet um
0: i meant to look it up because i wanted a good visualization of what they look yeah like, well but i forgot you're that. not going to
1: get one <laughs> oh well they're, they're created speci- it, then. they're created new for this book so they've never existed uh-huh. before the, ma- and the they marine all,
0: they all end up getting fucking wiped out anyway, so...
1: Right, so it starts with a kind of a... Well, it starts in the middle of the Separatists, like, breaking their blockade of this planet and just going in and destroying the shit out of it.
0: And we've got, like, this precocious little girl that we start off following. Right. Or and- at least, you know, teen girl, not little.
1: Right, and she's on a, uh, like, a refugee ship. Um, The fact they're evacuating this planet as the Separatists are moving in to um, make them pay for not joining them. So they basically swoop down and take over the planet and just fucking wipe everybody out.
0: Which is what you do from time to time.
1: Sure. I mean, who can blame them, really? Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, it's something we kind of saw in the Clone Wars show a couple times. Usually it didn't end like this, where... They were actually successful at taking the planet over and wiping out its population.
0: And let me just say real quick, because I forgot to say it at the top. If you didn't know going in, fucking spoilers. We're going to fucking talk about every dirty detail of this book.
1: And not just this book, but how it relates to the Clone Wars. So there may be Clone Wars TV show spoilers in here throughout.
0: Very true. So... For all of Star Wars, for all of Clone Wars, for this entire book, this right here is your spoiler alert. Okay, no complaining. You're supposed to be reading with us, so spoiler alert. Continue.
1: Nope, that's all I had. <laughs>
0: oh, well. Good night, everybody. No.
1: <laughs> no, but basically they they introduced this little what were they, Marine or yeah, Marine. I, the name of the... As
0: we've been through, I can't fucking pronounce it. I'm like, who the fuck are these people? Let me, I'm trying to pull up a page with it.
1: Maran, M A M A H R A N
0: E E. Oh, that well, that's the planet. Sorry. Yeah.
1: Like I said, there's no, there's no pictures of them because they were created just for this book.
0: Yeah, so it's kind of hard to visualize them.
1: Yeah. But they sound like they're maybe like, almost like fox-like or something.
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking, is they're like fox or dogs or something.
1: Yeah, and they have this crazy tail with a stinger in it. Yeah. That's like super poisonous. Watch out, Steve Irwin. Yeah, it's like super poisonous, and they can only use it once. Because
0: <laughs> then, like a bee, it fucking kills them.
1: Right. Yeah, like the venom from the stinger like goes into their bloodstream, too, so it kills the person they stung, and it kills them, which is kind of interesting. Yeah,
0: yeah doesn't sound like anything we've heard before in the wars
1: no no
0: so right there adding a new spoke to the wheel that's always good mm-hmm.
1: and so basically it kind of just focuses on this young maran and her family that are on this refugee ship fleeing the planet
0: this race has a history of being great warriors and shit And she doesn't really seem to like the idea of running from the separatists. She's like, fuck it, let's face these assholes head on. And she kind of leaves her family behind. She has a moment with her mom, I think. She has a kind of touching moment with her mom where her mom's half-heartedly telling her not to go, but she knows her daughter has the blood of the warriors and she's going to have to go.
1: Yeah, well, and, I mean, it doesn't matter whether she stays or not. She knows, they both kind of know that they're going to die anyway. They're not going to make it out of this, so...
0: So they might as well die fighting.
1: Yeah, or, or at least not sitting still waiting to die. So, I mean, basically all she does is she makes it to the cockpit just in time for uh, for her to see Dooku on the holo projector talking to the captain of their ship.
0: And that part right there, he goes... She even says, like, he goes from the suave Dooku we all know to just a fucking asshole where he's like... You're not going to do what I said? Okay, fine. You're dead. Yeah. Deal with it. Yeah, he
1: basically gave them like, one last warning, and they said, uh, shove it in your ass, basically, and uh, destroyed all of the fleeing vessels from the planet, including the one where this little Maron was on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: This is a poor choice of a name for a race because it keeps sounding like you're saying say moron. This little moron, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 he killed this little moron. I thought we liked this character. We do. <laughs>
1: so the the powerful part of that chapter was the fact that they set up this this young girl. And basically,
0: yeah. I was gonna say basically just a young hero, right? And then they fucking offer.
1: Yeah, and they off the whole ship. Like that's the last yeah. part of the chapter. Was like the whole thing is destroyed.
0: Well, that's the last part of the first section of the chapter, because after that, we head back to the Jedi Temple where they were watching the whole thing unfold.
1: Right, they they had a live feed or a recorded feed from inside that cockpit.
0: I think it was live, so that makes it even sadder.
1: Yeah, so the whole Jedi Council had eyes on the situation, and I think there was a one of the Jedi Generals in the cockpit, that's who yeah. was talking to Dooku.
0: I think it was a Jedi and her or his or her Padawan. Or it might have been a clone, I don't know. Uh General Chubor, maybe? Yeah, Chubor. C H U B O R. Yeah, Chubor. Hey, hey, I got it right.
1: Um yeah, so yeah. he dies, the whole ship dies, millions of Moron die. <laughs> and as you can imagine, the the Jedi Council's not really uh not really loving this.
0: And we go back to them. It starts out as a sad scene talking about uh, of them, you know, reacting to this fucking crazy shit that just went down. And I mean, the first line of the next section is Obi-Wan's thoughts saying the bleakest part about being a Jedi is when we fail. So that goes to tell you where his headspace is right there.
1: Right. And they're all kind of you can tell they're all getting very disillusioned and frustrated by what's going on in the war. Yeah. And I think even uh I think even Mace Windu at one point says something about them not even why why did they even start this? Why did they even get involved in this? Basically they're very frustrated and can't figure out how to deal with Dooku and it sounds to me like he's starting to become more and more successful.
0: Right here they're talking about the offer that Dooku made about I think Dooku blamed the Jedi for what he was about to do. And then Kenobi says, I agree that Dooku may be responsible for every death in this war, but he didn't actively commit each one.
1: Oh, right, so they start accepting part of the blame.
0: Yeah, and Plo Koon says, of course not. But it's interesting that you use nearly the same words as Dooku. And kind of saying, look, we're going down a fucked up path here. And when Plo starts throwing some of the blame at them, Yoda kind of backs up and was like ho 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 hold up that's bullshit and mace now that i think about it it doesn't look like mace is actually trying to accept the blame no because he's the one who fucking proposes the whole idea that kicks off the book you know
1: oh yeah so yeah so basically yoda's saying like it'd be crazy to think that one man was responsible for all the deaths and then that's when mace is like well is it crazy
0: he asked him have the jedi really explored every option Could we have ended this war sooner? Could we, in fact, end it right now? And Kenobi just looks at him and says, you know, speak plainly.
1: It all leads up, basically, to him saying, we need somebody to go in commando-style and assassinate Dooku.
0: And when he says that, the way he says it, you know it's intentional. But if you were watching this, like, as an episode of The Clone Wars, it would kind of be a little chilling because what he says is, cut the head off and the body will fall. And it's like, "Oh shit, that's what Anakin did."
1: That's also what Mace Windu did when he killed uh, oh, when, yeah. he, when he killed Jango, he cut the head off and the body fell.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was thinking I didn't even think about that, but I was thinking specifically of that's what happens to Dooku because, you know, Anakin slices his head off, but
1: Yeah, that's what I thought the first time I read it, but as you said that, I was like, "Oh wait, he did actually do that."
0: Yeah, that's that seems like his fucking his go-to move. Yeah. And Anakin replies and says, but that's what we've been. Oh. And that right there where he's kind of like, oh.
1: Yeah. Even Anakin's head wasn't going that way. Even, yeah, even and, he wasn't I mean, thinking like, him. yeah. Yeah. He's as fucked up as anybody. And he, even he wasn't thinking <laughs> we need to just go in and kill him.
0: And this, this, the next few lines here are pretty interesting and shows you, you know, the personalities of the different Jedi and shit. Because Kenobi thinks, no, surely Mace isn't suggesting. And Yoda says, assassination mean you? It's not a good Yoda, but fuck it. I'm doing it on the fly. (laughs) (laughs) And Kenobi says, no, some things simply aren't within the realm of possibility. Not for Jedi. And Yoda's like, yeah, listen to this fuck. And it's kind of like, this is why the Jedi end up failing. Because they think of ideas, they've gotten to the point where they think of ideas like this, like, Eh, fuck it, let's just kill them.
1: Well, they've completely lost their way by this point. Oh, yeah. They're so totally. far out of their own element that... Which is all part of Palpatine's plan, is to... Exactly. Put them off balance and put them...
0: Get them to a point like this where they will do shit that... Yeah. In a million years, they should never do. Yeah,
1: basically make them the bad guys.
0: And it, it's really fucked up because you see Mace and you see that he's, you know, basically willing to do anything... So, you, it kind of makes you wonder, how did this dude get to become the second in command of the Jedi? Because if Yoda dies, he's taking over. And with plans like this, he shouldn't be able to take over at all.
1: But, but like I said, you're seeing, they're, I mean, they're desperate. They're grasping at straws now.
0: Well, I mean, everybody else seems to have sense. They're telling him no, but he's like, well, yeah, let's do it. And as we eventually see, they fucking, you know.
1: Yeah, they all, they all accept it in the end.
0: And it's, nuts
1: they feel like they don't have any other choice like this could really well just like um oh yeah it's just kind of like um when anakin in episode three gets sent to mustafar to to, uh yeah you know he even says he's going to uh to mustafar to, to end this to end the war
0: yeah which i mean it seems like everything they do they're hoping to end the war because they figured hey if we kill grievous the war is over Grievous got dead. The war kept going.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. So, right. Yeah, hoping, they are truly desperate. Yeah. They're hoping that, Yeah, you know, like you said, chop off the head and the body will fall, but it, <laughs> they keep chopping off the wrong head.
0: Uh-huh. It's fucking, it's a Hydra. They talk it over and they eventually, they all eventually agree to do it, which again is fucking nuts. And Mace asked the, you know, question, which you would think it's his idea. They should put him up to it because it seems like it might be a job for a master, but he asked the question, the question before us now is, who will strike the killing blow? And Kenobi has a fucking idea who it should be. Well, yeah, but
1: even before that, like, you, that's a good point where you said, you know, they would, you would think that it would be a high ranking, very skilled master would have to do it. To that point, Anakin volunteers. He straight up says, I'll do it.
0: Yeah, that's, we'll be talking about that in our next episode, which that was chilling.
1: And Yoda's like, nah, you've already tried and failed. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit, that's cold blooded."
0: I guess the reason they that you know,
1: well, yeah. Besides the fact that he knows his face, it's not like he's going to be yeah, able to sneak what I was up on
0: say. him. But see, the thing you've got to consider is, Dooku was a Jedi, and it was. It seems like it wasn't that too. It wasn't that long ago that he was a Jedi. No, he
1: was on the council too. He wasn't just. He yeah. wasn't just a Jedi.
0: So, I mean, he's got to be. He's got to have a pretty intimate knowledge of who's in that temple because, as we've seen, the council wasn't just, you know, high up in the highest tower, you know, lording over everybody. They were like the main teachers. So, at some point, Voss would have had to have come through his one of his classes, whatever his class would have been.
1: Yeah. I mean, Qui Gon was his apprentice.
0: Yeah. I don't know if this is just old EU legends, or if this is how it is in the new canon, but Yoda was Dooku's master, Dooku was Qui-Gon's master, so you would think, because it seems like Qui-Gon and Quinlan weren't that far apart, because I, I get the feeling that Quinlan might be a little bit older than, than Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. So you would think Dooku would know who he was because yeah, wasn't he must, like, he has right? To be,
1: yeah, he has to be older than Obi-Wan because he was already on a solo assignment on Tatooine in Episode 1.
0: Yeah. I keep fucking... I forget about that. <laughs> 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 oh, that fucking shakes everything up, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. He would have to be around um, Qui-Gon's age, and I got the feeling that it wasn't too far before, well, I mean, it would have to be not long before episode one when Dooku left because he left right around the time all that shit with, um.
1: Right, with the clones.
0: Siphidias happened, yeah. So he would have to know who Voss is too. So it'll be interesting to see if he recognizes if he, yeah. Voss for one or two, if Ventress, which we'll be getting to soon. The whole plan is that Ventress and him team up. It'll be interesting if, like, he does the planning and shit and Ventress goes for the kill, or if Voss goes for the kill, Dooku recognizes him, and then him and Ventress, you know, both fight him to try and kill him. Mm Mm-hmm. There's a lot of questions that this one chapter brings up, so that's great. On to chapter two. What happened in this one?
1: So that's where we, uh change locations. We're on a place called uh, Otor's Hub, which is, uh, I guess, a, like a black market planet or a area of this planet. And uh, there's this merchant. So we're in uh, this merchant's shop and uh, one of his customers comes in named Tal, who, as they describe him, kind of it's not as it seems. So it's not a huge surprise that it's uh, Quinlan Vos uh, undercover. Yeah, um, but he no comes shit. goes to this guy um, to see some new uh, merchandise that he's got in,
0: and apparently they're well familiar with Tal. And
1: yeah, this is the first time he's been there. He's he comes in all the time and handles all the merchandise and and uh, looks at all the artifacts, but never really seems to buy anything.
0: Which seems odd, but hey, he's good for business. Apparently,
1: I guess he's he's a or good else, he's a I good mean, talker. Yeah, he's a pretty smooth talker.
0: Or, or else, why let him come back in if he's you know? Yeah, if he never buys anything. So he comes in to take another look around the place, and hey, we see that there's Gamorreans in here. Yay! So that gives you a good fucking image in your head to latch on to. Yeah, his
1: his bodyguard is a, a Gomorian who's standing there picking his yeah. nose.
0: <laughs>
1: Which is like, oh that's figures. Yeah. Um, I did look up you
0: know, they're they're just so fucking pleasant, aren't they? Yeah.
1: I did look up the the species that this uh uh black market dealer is. Um yeah. his name's Sheb, right? He's a Sheb or uh, Sheep, I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh Korovar, I guess. Is that what it is yeah, Corovar. And uh... that does have on screen representation. Uh, oh, does it? Where at? Yeah, argenta Do you know who that is? It's another kind uh, of. It's another kind of background uh, type character. I think he's either in. It's in episode three, but I can't remember exactly where he appears. But it, it basically looks like. Uh, kind of looks like the sea hag from Popeye with a big horn coming out of the top of its head.
0: I uh, can't say that I recognize that either.
1: No, you'd have to yell to. You Google really
0: it. did far more research than I did. <laughs> nah.
1: I just looked up the pictures a couple minutes ago.
0: Oh, you cheating son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but Tal comes in and he's kind of fucking with the droid too. Sorry, go ahead.
1: Oh yeah, the blue the blue protocol droid. So like a blue C-3PO. Yeah. And apparently he's been programmed to like talk some mad shit. He's got a module in this droid that's for uh, like put downs, and like, yeah. like yelling at people.
0: And then not just that, like he he seems to have some kind of compulsive disorder because Tal or Voss tells him, you know, how many synonyms for your name are there? His name's Blue. Dude starts running him off and he says no in all your languages. <laughs>
1: right. Yeah, so he's I'm, got some kind of a thing where he can't uh see so if you ask him to do something he has to he has to do it. Yeah. So he basically asks him to to go through a list of like a trillion uh, <laughs> synonyms for blue just, just to fuck to with him. Just shut
0: the fucking droid up, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that made me kind of giggle.
1: Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Shub shows him um, some new little bobble and uh, as he's inspecting it, looking at it, uh, and they're talking, somebody comes bursting in um, looking for Tal and it's uh, another one of those marron creatures.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, one of the last survivors.
1: Yeah, that's when we figure out that the, the jig is up and Voss has to... Out come the yeah, lightsaber. Yeah, Voss has to blow his cover because that's his partner coming and there's an emergency.
0: Which apparently he's been working on this undercover mission for quite some time.
1: Right, trying to bust up this... Uh, ring? This, yeah, this black market ring.
0: Apparently he's put in a lot of hard work and a lot of time on it.
1: Yep, and it just all pretty much blew up in his face just now. So anyway, they have to fight their way out of Shub's place.
0: Which is when Voss finds out that his buddy, I don't know if it's his Padawan or what, named Desh is the last of his race.
1: Right. Yeah, it's just a friend. He's not a they're like they're occasional partners. Oh, okay. But they're not they're not Master and Apprentice.
0: Okay, I wasn't sure.
1: No, they're like colleagues.
0: Okay. And that kind of takes us to the end of these first two chapters. Desh comes in to get Voss because shit's going down. and
1: Right, the, the council has recalled him. So yeah. that's why he had to come in and blow his cover. And they've recalled yeah. him because they're going to give him orders to uh, go kill Dooku.
0: Which we'll talk about in our next episode.
1: So what'd you think of the first two chapters?
0: Well, like all good books should, it got me interested in wanting to read more.
1: Yeah, I thought so. It, it set it set things up pretty well.
0: And like I said, I've never read any of Christy Golden's writing before. And I'm always leery when I come across a new author because I'm a creature of habit, so breaking up that habit and introducing, you know, somebody new to The Matrix... Yeah, and most it's of the time... It's weird for me.
1: Yeah, most of the time it's black or white. You're either going to like somebody's writing or you're not.
0: Yeah, and I have really dug this, and it's, you know, kind of got me interested in getting to those other books I have, which, again, are set after episode six, so <clears throat> that's quite a while away for me. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's like literally almost the end of the old canon. Mm. So, yeah, I've got a long way to go, but yeah, it's it's got me interested to read more of this specific book. And then it's got me interested to read more by her. So what else can you say? That's
1: exactly, you
0: know, a rigging endorsement all around. What did you think?
1: I liked it. I thought the the first chapter was really strong. Um, yeah, Like I said, I, I could kind of see that that's how it was the first, the, the space battle was going to end with the, with the Marin. Yeah. I kind of had the feeling that they were setting it up for that. Um, yeah. And then the stuff with the council was pretty cool to see them kind of fighting within themselves or among themselves, trying to come up with the best uh, solution to this or to to convince each other that that's the thing they need to do. Yeah, And, and the fact that even like Yoda talked himself into it, it was interesting to read.
0: Which that kind of shades, you know, the rest of his arc throughout the entire saga, because at certain points we've seen him struggle with the shit that they've decided that they have to do right and it kind of just chips away even more at that center that he's desperately fought to keep a hold of mm-hmm. and it makes the fall even that much more believable which if you think about it that's really kind of sad so yeah anything else you need to say about these last two chapters or these first two chapters <laughs> shit
1: no not really I think probably by the, when we get to the end, I don't know how the, this book club's really gonna work, but probably at the end we'll have more discussion, you know, instead oh, of just, yeah. instead of just like a kind of quickly going through each chapter.
0: Yeah, I mean, depending on how it goes, because this is just us testing it out. And, you know, I was thinking maybe we should have started with something shorter first, but <laughs> hey, you, you gotta work the kinks out as you go. Yeah. But it might come to a point because, We've talked for quite a while on just these two chapters. If we get into some of the, some chapters and they're real meaty, it might be just doing one chapter a week.
1: <laughs> right. Like the next two coming up?
0: Oh, yes. Which, there's a lot of meat in them for sure. Mm-hmm. So, um... Do we have another fucking... Do we have a sign-off for this show?
1: <laughs> um...
0: I was thinking of something lame like fucking... And try to pretend we're being cool by quoting Metallica or something? Just be like, turn the page? But that's so stupid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's not even I mean, that's, uh, <laughs> that's not even Metallica. Is, is it? It's a cover. It's uh, Bob Seger.
0: No, I mean, it was a line in one of their songs. I forget which song right at the moment. But it was like, turn the page.
1: Yeah, it was a cover of a Bob Seger song.
0: Oh, was it really? Yep. Oh, wow. Huh.
1: The more you know.
0: I I fucking know Seeker too. I should. Wow. I'm just coming off like a fucking idiot yet again, ain't I? <laughs> I can cut, I can cut this out if you want. Eh, doesn't matter. Fuck it. <laughs> Let them see how stupid I am. I don't give a fuck. Um. So yeah, we'll figure out a sign off at some point. <laughs> It'll probably be four episodes in, like it was with the main show. Yeah. Now let's get to our thank yous. Yes. First of all, always thanks go to at the J Sarge for the intro that we use for both this and the main show. I mean, we're like what almost twenty times we've used it now. Still fucking works, man.
1: Yeah. Just hasn't gotten old yet.
0: Nope. Um he's got a podcast again. Can't forget that. Jeff Knows Nothing. Jeff with one F, right?
1: Right, one F. Uh,
0: <laughs> it's on SoundCloud or Again, I think it's um on I think he's got a site for it jeffknowsnothing.blogspot.com. Mhm. Again, Jeff with 1F.
1: Yeah, and if you haven't listened to it, it's pretty good. Yeah. He's got he's got a pretty cool uh, gimmick.
0: Which is just, you know, somebody sends in a question.
1: Yeah, he takes user submitted questions and he has his daughter pick one. He doesn't know what it's going to be and she asks him the question and he has to like come up with some bullshit. Explanation or answer to the question on the spot. Which? So basically, it's just him talking out of his ass for 15 minutes and trying to trying to uh, prove that he doesn't not know nothing. <laughs> that like, he doesn't what, not know right? nothing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's the wording of it's pretty funny though. <laughs> <laughs> he does not know nothing.
1: <laughs> it's all those it's all those years of college that allows me to speak good.
0: Uh, you talk real good, like. Mm-hmm. And then, again, for our logo, thanks go to @Sherry says. Yep. It's fucking pretty cool.
1: Yeah, much like the music that hasn't gotten old yet either. No, not We've at all. We've actually modified it a couple times into uh, slightly different designs for different uses, and right now you can get it on merchandise at redbubble.com.
0: Which there's all kinds of merch there.
1: Yeah, coffee mugs, t-shirts... Stickers. Well, I mean,
0: not just that. We've got the main show logo. Then we've got catchphrase merchandise.
1: Oh, right. I forgot. There's the... Uh, the Anywho. Anywho. Shirts and mugs <laughs> and whatnot. And that then was, let's see was, what else. That was quote-unquote designed by me. Yeah. If you can call that designing.
0: I couldn't do it, so why not?
1: Well, yeah, I guess.
0: So, yeah. Thanks to Sherry for that. And then thanks to the... Two ladies that are really ladies who uh, helped with the intro at BatCat37 and at TESD Groupie.
1: Yeah, they did a great job.
0: Yeah, it really fucking brings that one home, doesn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. We'll see you guys next week for chapters three and four. Uh, Thanks for listening. This has been a feature of JJ2E Media and TSDJA Productions.